you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host. Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. 14 years, 1,400 episodes, and all that good stuff that goes on. Uh, we're still here, and we're still pumping out two to three episodes a day. We have the most amazing people on the show. Uh, and uh, Well, that's a weekday, I should say. We don't do weekends because, Jesus Christ, people, we need a break. You know, Come on, man. What do you want out of me? It's already blood. There's 185 shows that have gone up this year alone, and we're on track to do 500. There is no... I, I was talking with uh, Blueberry, the heads of Blueberry uh, Podcasting, the people who have hosted us for 14 years. And I said, who, who's got more years in podcasting with you guys? And they go, well, there's the, the heads of Blueberry. There's four of them over there. They've been doing it for 18 years. And I said, well, let me catch up to you. I, you know, I'm at 14. I'm right behind you. Come on. Can I pass you or something? So, but I'm pretty sure I have uh, more episodes than everybody but uh, the, the dear CEO over there who's uh, wonderful. Uh, so that means that you should refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. You see where the guilt plays in here, the shaming and the guilt. Uh, remember, the Chris Voss Show is not like an MLM, but it is. You need to have five relatives in your downline. So refer them to goodreads.com for chess Chris Voss, youtube.com for chess Chris Voss, linkedin.com for chess Chris Voss. See the big LinkedIn newsletter. That thing grows like a weed over there and the 130,000 LinkedIn group on LinkedIn. And we're trying to get cool on TikTok. It's not working, so we need your help to go over there and like the videos and some amazing stuff that should be going up soon. Today, as always, we have the most amazing people and minds on the show. None of them are me, of course. Uh, we have Allison Task on the show. She's uh, coming to us with uh, her one of her latest books. She's written a lot of books. We'll get into that here in a second. But she's got an amazing book called Personal Revolution, How to Be Happy, Change Your Life, and do that thing you've always wanted to do. Now, if that doesn't work for you, well, then you can probably buy the uh, a book by one of her competitors called How Not to Be Happy, How Not to Change Life, and Don't Do the Thing You Always Want to Do. But I'm sure most of you out there are going to want to buy her book because it sounds so much better, doesn't it? <laughs> At least I think so. And then we'll get to her and uh, what she does and uh, why you should uh, buy her book and get to know her better. Uh, Allison Task is a best-selling author and life coach who's helped thousands of people transform their lives by pursuing meaningful personal and career goals. Prior to coaching, she was an on-camera cooking host, cookbook author, and marketing executive. She has a degree in human development and family studies from Cornell University, a coaching certificate and master's degree from New York University, and a culinary degree from the Institute of Culinary Education. She lives with her husband and their four children in Montclair, New Jersey, and she's here to cook it up with us on the show. Welcome to the show, Allison. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for that introduction. I appreciate that. There you go. Let's get cooking, as it were, but we're going to talk about how to be happy, change your life, and do the thing you've always wanted to do, or do several of those things. Uh, so, Allison, give us a .com so people can find you on the interwebs, please. AllisonTask.com, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-T-A-S-K.com. 
There you go. I love the simplified version of that. That's awesome. So, uh, Allison, give us an overview of this book and what's in it. Just a 30,000 foot, if you will, and then we'll get into some of the deets. You bet. So after coaching for about 15 years, um, I developed a pattern in the work I do with my client. There's a very clear beginning, middle, and end. And I challenged myself to put together a book so that if people did not want to pay my rates, which were getting higher and higher, right, with more successful clients, I wanted to give people a reasonable alternative that they could follow and find success. So this is kind of my coaching approach boiled down to a 10-week DIY guide. Mm -hmm. There you go. And so people, I notice on the book too, we should make this uh, note for people that uh, are listening on the podcast and they want to take and uh, uh, pick up the book. There's a, there's a R the, under personal revolution. The R that begins the word revolution is in parentheses. What's the reason for that? So it, it, I chose a parenthetical because I love, I love playing with words like revolution, evolution, right? So revolution, evolution. So you're going to evolve, you're going to evolve, you're going to die, right? So you're going to live your life and things happen and you go with it and you can mm -hmm. do that. Or you can be a lot more intentional, a lot more focused and have a revolution. You've written mm -hmm. a book, right? What that book did, I'm not sure why you chose to write it. You had incredible life experiences and then you're like, I'm just going to put it out there. Mm -hmm. That's a game changer, right? Mm -hmm. Publishing a book like the one you did, certainly it's changed the lives of many of my clients, but it's it, you went out there and you took a very deliberate act to shake things up. That's a revolution. There you go. Uh, so uh, tell us about your origin story. How did you grow up? Where, where did you become and, and what got you into becoming a career and life coach? You know, it's funny. There's a very specific moment I can point to. I don't, I, I don't ever push clients to try and have that aha breakthrough like once in a lifetime moment, but I happen to have had one to drive me here. Um, my origin is pretty um, basic. I grew up on Long Island, the eldest of two children, two parents who are still happily married today, retired and living in Florida. Um, I did well as a student, went to Cornell University. My major was called Human Development and Family Studies. I was mm -hmm. at the School of Human Ecology. That major tracked into two professions, marketing or social work. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't want to do social work because I wanted to help. I, I, I didn't, I never wanted, I wanted to work with well people to do better, right? I knew I wasn't suited to deal with people who were struggling and having a hard time. And how do I get out of this situation, especially if it's a systemic situation? Mm -hmm. I was more of a motivator, instigator. Come on, let's level up folks, right? A little bit more of that sideline coach than a therapist, right? But coaching didn't exist. It was 1994 when I graduated. There was nothing to go into. This field hadn't emerged. So I went into marketing. What was big in the 90s? Dot com. I very quickly <laughs> went into that. And I had a blast living in New York and San Francisco in the very early days of the internet. I worked at three different internet companies. Before I was 30, I was a millionaire on paper. Wow. Um, yeah, it was awesome. There it was go. just, it was the headiest time to be in San Francisco in like 95, 96, 97. Like it was, it was all the, it was the beginning of a really important thing. I remember I was 25 meeting with John Scully and trying to explain to them that like, mm -hmm. this thing is going to change the way we all shop, consume, engage. And you're explained to these old business, older experienced business folk in the nineties. And they're like, mm, it's highly <laughs> unlikely people are going to do their Christmas shopping over the internet in 2000. Okay. And I'm like, Okay. So it was very interesting at that phase of my life to be in that zone of creativity, possibility, and game changing. 
right? Mm-hmm. After I was that paper millionaire, I was like, I'm over it. We're flooded with MBAs. This is getting boring. Everyone's just trying to exploit the opportunity and, you know, get the juice out of the, out of the lemon in ways that I found unsavory, right? People just were like starting to make money, not create in the way they had been early on. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm out. And I decided to go to culinary school because I wanted to have my own cooking show and write my own cookbooks and help people because there was a generation now or two or three of women who had gone to work and not been homemakers and we were losing home arts and people were getting unhealthy and sick and not able to cook for themselves. I was like, I'm going to shift this. I happened to jump onto that just as Food Network was really emerging, went Mm -hmm. to culinary school, got a job at Food Network, went to work for Martha Stewart and did all those things, right? I wrote the cookbooks. I hosted the TV shows. I had a blast. There you go. There you go. And and so you're, you're doing cooking. How do you segue into being a coach? I mean, you've, you've been on TV doing cooking shows and teaching people how to cook. Uh, what yeah, made you transition awesome. to this? So there was that moment I alluded to mm-hmm. earlier, right? So, yeah. so here's the crazy thing about cooking. Mm-hmm. As you may know, chefs, unless they're big celebrity chefs, tend to not make super great amounts of money, and they tend to be working when everyone else is having fun. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking to be a restaurant chef. I was looking to teach. When mm-hmm. you teach... You don't make a ton of money. When you cook, teach cooking, you make less. Mm-hmm. I had a blast cooking. I started my own cooking school in Manhattan where I went to people's homes and taught them how to cook. I was written up as one of the best wedding gifts oh. you could get. Like, believe me, mother-in-laws would hire me to show my daughter-in-law how to cook <laughs> with my son. All kinds of gross, like, cultural and gender stuff came up. But we did it. We had fun. But yeah. the business couldn't scale because the business relied on me. I can't be in all the homes at once. Mm-hmm. If someone just bought, you know, $200 worth of ingredients, I don't want to have someone not show up in their home, right? So it was, it was a business that locked in at a certain level. I started making money working as a TV host, but at that time, being a TV host, everyone wants to do that job. Mm-hmm. So I was making the least on set, right? I didn't make overtime. Wow. After we were on location, they would drop me off last because everyone else was union and they'd hit overtime if they put <laughs> the gaffer home late. I'd be like, y'all, I have to be on set looking good in like six hours. Get me home. They're like, you're cheap. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. That's what they do around here with me. <laughs> uh, uh. So the way to make money would be working for brands, right? So I'd wow. go after General Mills or whomever and make videos for them. Yeah. But it... You know, some of the things I didn't agree with, like we'd make um, easy treats for mom. So it'd be Rice Krispie treats. Great treats for the car. Here's a Rice Krispie treat. We're going to drizzle chocolate on top. I can promise you as a mom now, that is not a good treat for the car. (laughs) That is not a good treat for the car. (laughs) Yeah, just give them that sugar, fire them into space, and then lock them in a confined confined vehicle. Yeah, Yeah. and then then they're bouncing, you know, all, all over the thing, you know. So the healthy organic cooking isn't the way to make money because there's no brands to support to do that work. Yeah. Like, God, I love this work, but I don't see how I'm going to earn a living doing this. Also, Mm -hmm. this is super important. Um, I was sewing together a few things, right? Writing on camera, but my on-camera contracts, you're thinking I have the worst agent ever. My on-camera contracts gave me a lockup that I could not be on another show for one calendar year after the last airing of the show. Every contract I got into had this huge exclusion. So I literally couldn't do the work. Wow. Did you have the same agent as that guy who did that uh, 70s beach show where uh, Gilligan's Island? 
You know, the anger residuals. It sounds like, right. you, sounds like you may have right. the same well, agent there. I was that. just going to say, I'm thinking this whole time, like, you need to be unionized. Huh? <laughs> you know, the cooks need to get together here. Well, listen, if anyone needs a union, it's cooks. That's for sure. But that's a whole other. I worked at a restaurant, four-star restaurant in Manhattan, okay? Mm -hmm. Happened to be in one of the Trump buildings. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, we had to sign in and out of our shift with our handprint. They would bring you over mid-shift and say, you better sign out because we're not paying you overtime. You better get back to work or else you lost your job. Like, wow. the unions that are needed, I can't even. That's a whole thing. So, in one of my days between jobs, between shows or whatever, I was on the back of my then-boyfriend's motorcycle. You know, he was a chef. So, we were in Chinatown buying food, tooling around New York. We stopped outside of NYU. I said, let me see what's in the course catalog. And I read a description of coaching, right? Coaches help you do even better. Coaches help you take, take you to the next level. I was like, this is it. I was like, I'm signing up. And I signed up for um, post-grad education as a, a coach at NYU. And I never looked back. It, the education was amazing. I started my practice right there in 2005. It was, it was fabulous. It was just that lightning moment. They actually teach coaching at NYU? Holy crap. Well, now they have a whole master's program at both oh, wow. in Columbia. This has become, it's a billion dollar industry. It's a very um, well-educated group. Mm -hmm. There you go. So uh, you, you now on your website, you go, uh, you're a certified career and life coach. Give us kind of an overview of, of what you do and how you do it uh, and how you help clients. Well, it's interesting because if, to be perfectly direct, I am a life coach, right? I help clients with all aspects of their life. You don't help dead, co dead no. people with uh, well, dead they coaching? Don't pay, they don't pay the bills. Okay, they don't pay the bills. That, their checks tend to bounce from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, so people come to me with any area of their life. It could be someone, you know, a, a kid living at home at 28 who wants to get out of his parents' house and get a job. <laughs> but he doesn't want to work for the man. He wants to work as an artist, but he doesn't really know how to do that and make money. I, I know some of that. those. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. Um, I work with a lot of retired military. Um, I work with um, uh, CEOs, professional <laughs> athletes, artists, musicians. I tend to work with people who are outside the mainstream of corporate America or want to get outside the mainstream of corporate America. I also work as a career coach because people can rationalize, I need to speak to someone about my career, right? Mm -hmm. That's something that people are willing to invest in. Life coach seems like, oh, what's her deal? It seems a little fuzzy. So we always start talking about work and then back into other areas of life. Uh -huh. tell people, career is just one part of your life. Don't make it your whole life. Mm -hmm. It can be a great way to contribute. It could be a great way to earn, but there's a lot else going on in your life besides that. There you go. I mean, and it's so important. And probably because you mix career and life coaching, uh, it, it gives people, people can establish that balance because a lot of people don't. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what my life is after being self-employed for 18 years. I mean, I don't. <laughs> and people go, "Hey, there's lives and and uh, there's vacations," and I'm like, "What? What?" <laughs> should we should we get in there, Chris? You want we want to? No, let's. Let, we don't want to coach me on the show. All right, we'll do that separately. Yeah, that's that's another. Yeah, we. It, you may want to meet one of my therapists first in my eight personalities. So, um, but no, this is important because people don't balance the their life and their career. 
Uh, and, and, uh, so you help them do that and you not only help them do that personally, but through your book, personal revolution and, and stuff that goes into it. Uh, what are, what are some other aspects of things that you offer on your website that you can tease out to people? How, you know, how can they reach out to you? How can they work with you? Absolutely. Well, all, all clients, uh, make that first session on my website. You go to allisontask.com slash intro. If you mm -hmm. want to set up a one hour call. Mm -hmm. um, it is not a free session. It is a paid session, um, but we schedule it and we get talking. Um, if we are meeting virtually, if you're not in my Montclair office, I always offer you the opportunity to record it so you can listen to it later. Mm -hmm. And the conversations are pretty dense and intense. Um, I ask hard questions that get you thinking, that make you stop and say, oh, oh, yeah. that's interesting, right? So that's, that's what I do as a coach. My job is to help you connect the dots in new ways. So I've got to ask hard questions. I ask questions that would be probably impolite in cocktail parties. Uh -oh. They're deep and they're intense, but I do it in an environment that's really loving and welcoming. And uh -huh. I work on behalf of the future you. I'm not working for you right now. I'm hired by you in three months that wants oh, to wow. be in place. I love that perspective. I'm working for the future you. I'm coming from the future and knock, knock, knock. And I, I should have a soundboard for that. Uh, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. This is future you. I'm the uh, I'm the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator coming from the future. <laughs> I'm not here to kill you. I'm just here to make your life better and make sure the other Terminators will kill you. I get it. Yeah. And, uh, and people come to me wanting to either not be where they are or to be somewhere else. So you mm -hmm. literally tell me what you want. And I'm like, got it. Great. Mm -hmm. Let me just connect you from here to there. There you go. You do personal coaching, transition coaching. What is transition coaching? Well, it's interesting. Now, some of this is a little bit of wordplay. Transition coaching is is SEO optimization, right? It's something that people search for, and I can I can rank highly in. It ah. also means any life transition, right? I have a client who's an African. A uh, fiction writer who works for the UN who wants to leave her UN job and just write fiction, right? Oh, that would wow. Good be for her. her transition. She's amazing. Tell her we'll have right. her on the show. We have all the great authors on the show. Yeah. I will absolutely do that. She is a gift and a joy and a hoot. She's a blast. Um, so any life transition. So um, a new mom with babies and a husband that work is who's working more and more hours. And she had mm -hmm. a vision of family. He's got these opportunities he wants to oh, go for. How do the two of them reconcile this moment and keep their marriage and connection intact, despite going on very different paths right now? Mm -hmm. the, and these are these are important. You know, I thought a transition coach was when I moved from one personality to the other. Uh, values coach and midlife coaching. What what are those services you provide there? Well, they're great. So uh, values coaching means whatever we do has to be in line with your values. So that's, you know, if someone's in my office, they're like, well, you know, what I want to do is this, but you know, it's impractical and what I should do, right? Should to me, it's like, you just stop following your values and you're following someone else's and you feel obliged to that mm -hmm. or out. Right. So I, I do the deeper questions to get you in touch with what your values are mm -hmm. also based in good social science research, right? We know connections, the most important thing. Vivek Murthy just wrote a great book about it, A Good Life, right? The Harvard 80-year analysis. It's about connections, folks. So I always bring that research back into the room and back into your life to make sure you're being consistent with it. Midlife is when people, like, I typically get a lot of clients between 48 and 52, like, what's now, yeah. going on here? 
Now, is midlife coaching where you help me, uh, like, uh, get some hair plants and then buy me a, a red Ferrari and take off in the sunset with, I don't know, somebody half my age? Is that that's how that what works? That's what try to avoid in midlife coaching, <laughs> unless that's truly your thing. I mean, I had, to, I had to set that joke up. There is a lot of precedent for that. My dad bought a Porsche at 60 and then ah. drive it at 62. So there you well, go. Well, you have firsthand knowledge of, you know, helping Noah to do or not do in that situation. Bingo. Yeah, I mean, and then and it all is intertwined, right? Because you're in yeah. transition. Do you like the place you were going? Yeah. I don't, it doesn't really matter if you do or don't like where you were, but are you excited about this next thing? Can you dream bigger? Can you explore more? Mm -hmm. You know, I like, I like the concept of this uh, between midlife coaching and values, career transition. These are real important factors because a lot of people, you know, they don't, like you mentioned before, they don't live their values. They're kind of just maybe somebody living someone else's life. You know, you know there's a lot of social pressures we get when you're young and it's like, hey, what do you do? You go to college. Hey, what do you do? You get married. Hey, what, you have kids. And then people wake up one day and they go, you know, I'm not really happy doing what I want to do. Maybe my career is is not, you know, one that I, I feel fulfilled in. You know, we, we have a lot of authors, we talk about this on the show, where people people just go, you know, I, I wanted to maybe be an engineer, and I woke up one day and I said, you know, I don't really love this. Like, I, I'd rather, I don't know, become a great cook like you did, or maybe I want to become a, a you know, a, a, a botanist, you know? And you're like, wait, you're an engineer, and now you're going to be a botanist? And they're like, but I love this. This is, you know, my passion, my purpose. And so... Uh, it's great that you help people get down that journey because it's it's so beautiful when you can find something you love. Um, you know, it's it's it makes all the difference in the world when you show up every day. It's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. It's so funny. You know, my husband always is reminding me. He's like, you're, you're sort of like not normal, and you have this weird sample set of people you work with every day <laughs> who are so authentic and so actualized and enjoying themselves. You think that people can do that so easily, and I'm like, yes, they can. He's like, no. Girl, like 95% of folks are really stuck and not happy. You just happen to work with the 5% who know what they want and are going to go for it. There you go. Maybe you should uh, have him pay you to coach him so that he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll come back together for our next no, Don't give him free coaching just because, you know, he's family. You know, that's nepotism. You know, the thing yeah. about coaching, Chris, is <laughs> you kind of have to want it. And I'm pretty sure that Amber's oh. coaching of my husband wow. will be unappreciated. Wow. Okay. Well. That sounds like, so I have a therapist. Like, I'm just kidding. I'm just, we're doing therapist jokes today. That's the callback, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so uh, let's get a plug in here. You also have, uh, I think, one or two podcasts. Let's get a plug in here for those two uh, as well. Yeah, great. Okay, so my most recent, uh, so I had a personal revolution podcast as well. I had, I'm no longer updating it, but I, I did it. It's actually really great because it starts with, basically an audiobook of personal revolution. I basically read the whole dang thing out loud with a wow. lot of and enthusiasm. So if you want the audiobook version, go listen to my podcast. Hmm. So that came out and then COVID came out and my um, content partner, Himalaya was like, can you please keep making content? People need it right now and they want it from you. So I kept throughout the pandemic giving um, weekly, um, you know, sort of vlogs, just like vlog casts about it. Hmm. The other podcast was called Find My Thrive, and it was actually a radio show as well. And I invited people in who made big career or life transition choices to hmm. talk about it, where they were, where they are, how they made the choice, right? A guy working in fashion is now a full-time yoga teacher, really successful. A woman who chooses to have 
a baby on her own without mm-hmm. a partner, right? A single mother by choice. So those are the folks I'm featuring in Find My Thrive. There you go. And it's about people finding what makes them thrive? Yeah. And then but, doing it, like doing the hard stuff. Doing thing. it. Doing it and thrive. You know what would be a cool podcast you should do? Uh, you should do a podcast where uh, – you like it's like a cooking show, I and mean, you know you probably don't want to go back to that, but I'm I'm just gonna have some fun here. But it's a cooking show where uh, you like add ingredients, but instead of like uh, hey you know hey you put some strawberries and some nutmeg in there, you you're like hey you put a little bit of vision in here, and then oh. you use a little bit of you know uh, uh, excitement, and then uh, purpose, life purpose, and uh, self accountability. You know, I, I appreciate the metaphor, I don't and know I that think would, it would be super fun. Do like a client offsite where mm-hmm. we're like, all right, I'm going to make you this meal, and this meal represents what I've been hearing you say, mm-hmm. where you're locked, and what your opportunity is. Let's hit me with a hot sauce. You know, let's go. There you go. What was that gal's name, the Contessa, who's on the Food Network? Barefoot Contessa, Ina Garden. The Barefoot Contessa. Uh, you know, you're talking about uh, uh, you're talking about wages and and union stuff and things. And I, I was trying to set up a joke earlier, but I couldn't remember the name. That she probably gets paid in butter, but uh, she she could maybe do that show, and then like everything would just be like self improvement and butter. So I think this is a very know. interesting vision. I this this is what I do. I have visions. That's why the psychiatrist is the one we need to talk to about the personalities. There's the one that says kill, kill, kill. And judge says I can't talk about that one anymore. But that's another story. But I think Adams is pretty familiar with that at Wait, this point. Can I ask you a question? In in preparing for this, I was really excited to ask you something. May I? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Have you seen the movie Air? Air. No. Is that oh. is that the one with the dog earbud or something? No. This is the Mike Michael Jordan, the making of Nike. Oh, no, I haven't. I've heard great things about it, though. Okay. In this, there is a negotiation, and I would love to hear your perspective on it. The woman who portrays Michael Jordan's mother has a negotiation that basically changes the industry in terms of um, athletes getting sponsorship. Because instead of just paying her son, Michael, who is an up-and-coming but not yet proven professional ball player. Instead of paying him a fee, she asks for a piece of the action. She wants a percentage of every shoe sold, which we know changed his life, changed yeah. the industry. But their agent didn't negotiate it. The mom did. Yeah. Well, moms are that way. Yeah. Moms I are mean, that way. I tried negotiating with my mom when I was young, but she had like a wooden spoon, and she usually won those arguments. By the way, uh, I can the wooden spoon. Just there you go. <laughs> My dad also had a belt, and he a lot of times he didn't have to take it off. He just started unbuckling, or he kind of shake it, and he'd be like, "Okay, I think I've tested him enough." So, um, on on your website, I notice uh, you have an ebook people can get, and some other resources. Uh, and uh, tell us about that. And I think they can get it for free. Is that true? Yes. Thank you so much for pointing that out. So the ebook is something that you can do called it's, it's the assessment. I love more than any other after 20 years of coaching. That says a lot. Um, it's called the whole life model. A lot of coaches are trained and use something called a whole life model. This is one I sort of developed myself. Um, and it is chapter two of my book which when you come to a coach and you think you want to make a change, I'm like, great, I hear you. Let's look at 10 areas of your life and determine if that's really the change that makes sense first. Mm -hmm. Um, So the whole life model walks you through filling out your own assessment and looking at those 10 areas to see how important they are to you 
and how satisfied you are with those 10 areas. So absolutely join my newsletter, go onto my website. You scroll to the bottom, it'll say join the newsletter. Um, and then I will send you a free whole life model that you can complete on your own. There you go. Uh, exciting stuff. Anything more you want to tease out on what you do and how you do it? And uh, some of your other books. Do we want to get a plug in for your other books? You've got quite a few, actually. Yeah, I do. Um, I, th this year is kind of, this book's kind of blown up on Amazon. It's called A Year of Self-Care Journal. Ah. What's really exciting about this is people keep coming to me for sessions and being like, you know, my company bought one of these for everybody during COVID. My mm -hmm. whole company got their own copy and I called my sister. We decided to work on it together. And so this has 52 different tasks you can do for 52 weeks of the year to do self-care. It is not bubble baths. It is not champagne. It's something as nerdy as taking care of your finances, going to the oh. dentist, getting a nap, going out and listening to nature, you know, it's, it's really basic stuff that does move the needle on um, replenishment and restoration. And when clients come to me fried, the first thing I do is, okay, what can we do to help you just get to baseline? Because I can't push a client who's below baseline to go do more. We first have to repair what's broken. So this book is a great book, especially now post COVID, like I said, many corporations have invested in hundreds of these for all employees. Um, it's just a great tool to use. But like a lot of my work, it ain't easy, but it's worth it. There you go. I mean, it's killing it on Amazon from what I can see in the ratings. Yeah. 52 guided prompts, complete self-care. You know, we, we need this uh, because journaling is so important. It helps us uh, reflect on our lives, what we're doing wrong, what we're doing good. Uh, you know, it, it, being self-reflective is one way to get to the path of being self-accountable, I think. I appreciate that. Absolutely. There you go. There you and go. also taking stock, right? A lot of people come to my room, come to my office, presenting in a certain way. And within minutes of some deep questioning, they're, they're very emotional because we don't really take the time to sit with our, ourselves and know ourselves. We don't have time online. We're on the phone. We're on TikTok. But those moments of just calm and hearing yourself are vital mm -hmm. for development, growth, and change. There you go. There you go. And then another book that you have, Morning Motivational. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, Morning, <laughs> Morning Motivation, Inspirational Quotes, Start Your Day with Positivity. I like that as well. Yeah, this is a really fun one. My husband and I were asked to work on this together, so we did, and we kind of nerded out and went through some of our famous favorite quotes. You know, some are from the 1600s, some are from Prince, Oh, cool Jay's in there. Like, I'll just pick one. It's a quote book. It's just a motivational quote book. Dolly Parton, a peacock that rests on its feathers is just another turkey. Boom. <laughs> yes, Dolly. Yes. Uh, that's brilliant. I like that. She's amazing, all the stuff oh, she does. And everything else. Yeah, she is. Uh, so uh, give us your final thoughts and uh, where people can find you on the interwebs, Allison. Thank you. Well, I'm just... I'm super grateful to be here, especially with you. Your book has made a big difference in the lives of many of my clients who go in negotiating salary, negotiating terms, don't think they can do it. They feel empowered to own their future. So I'm just really happy to be here with you on your show. This means a lot. Um, people can find me at allisontask.com, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-T-A-S-K.com. Please sign up for my newsletter. Please, if you're interested in these books, you like my sense of humor, 
read it. It's all written by me, so you'll find me there. And if you're interested in coaching or seeing what it's all about, go to alisontas.com slash intro. I'd love to set up an intro session with you. There you go. Uh, thank you very much, Allison, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you. And thanks to my audience for tuning in. Be sure to order up her book wherever fine books are sold. Allison, I uh, flipped through some of your books here on Amazon. Give us the title as we go out. You bet. We've got Personal Revolution. Personal Revolution. We have A Year of Self-Care Journal and Morning Motivation. There you go. Personal Revolution, how to be happy, change your life, and do what you've always wanted to do. Thanks to my for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, youtube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, linkedin.com, Fortress Chris Foss. Subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter, the 130,000 group over there. Also go to TikTok. Try and make us cool. I think it's Chris Foss one over there. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. And that should have us out.